This program was previously recorded. I'm the son of a third generation farmer. Between the Ribs with host Jonathan Morris, fourth generation farmer. First-hand insight into farming, faith, and family as only Jonathan can bring Between the Ribs. Between the Ribs on Florida Man Radio. Florida Man Radio, let's crack it like it. It's Between the Ribs with your boy here, Jonathan Morris. How's everybody doing today? In the studio with me on the ones and the twos, as I like to call it. She calls it a board. Heather, have a problem. Hello. Hello, ma'am. How are you today? I am fantastic. Excited about today. All right. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We may blow some minds. We may make some people angry. All the uh, people that sponsor me may quit sponsoring me, but you know what? I don't care. It's going to be a great day. <laughs> it's going to be a great day. Uh, I'm like the LGBT community. All right. You are like them? Yeah, I'm just going to keep adding letters and words to my phrase. Oh. So this is Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. But to, and, and my catchphrase is farm, faith, family. Right. Today it's farm, faith, family, friends, culture, community, and country. All right. Yeah, let's, let's get a flag. <laughs> I don't want no rainbow, though. Let's get a flag. I like rainbows. Can you put F-F-F-F-C-C-C on a flag? Sure. And put Morris underneath it. With a big old bulldog. Uh, this show is sponsored to you by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats. They sell meat. You know the face, the place, the name, and the taste. How do you like that? Can I put that on a t-shirt? Sure, let's do it. All right, Nikki, if you're listening, put that on a t-shirt. The shop is open till 6 o'clock. And are we allowed to say Super Bowl weekend? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know. You know the, I mean, they're not the, sponsoring you, if that's big, what you're wondering. The big game, you know? <laughs> oh, well, I didn't realize that how many people get sued over that at bars and restaurants. You can't advertise unless you have the rights to the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, yeah, because they're not supposed to stream it. And they're getting a lot of people in. Is that what, to is drink. That what it's about? You can't, you can't make profit off of the Super Bowl name? Yeah. What a, crap. What a bunch of crap. So, anyways, the big game. Uh, we have everything your heart could desire, but you got to get there. I like the, my new catchphrase on the uh, on Facebook. Besides, what's cracking lagging is gets here. It's a little bit country. It's like gets here. It's like your mama calls the porch lights on. You better gets here, because if not, you, you know, you know, if you know, we've got. Well, all right, I had something I was gonna do first because I'm choking on it, Heather. It's like it's so disgusting. I just want to vomit it out of my mouth. That's disgusting. Don't do it in the studio. All over the mic. Ah, but I'm a professional. So we're gonna stay on topic. We're gonna cover the shop, and then we're gonna get into. Things that make me angry. So if you're hungry and you're going to be hungry tomorrow and you want in on this action, here's what we did. I loaded my potted up with a bunch of oil. Your what? My potted. What is that? It's just a pot that I call potted. Oh, okay. Because it's big enough that I could lay you in a, in a sea. If I could, you're pretty flexible, probably. Probably. Don't have too much body fat on you. So if I folded you into a C or a V, I could put you in said pot and boil you alive. So what are you putting in this pot for real, though? Chicken wings. Just chicken wings? And and ribs. But it would hold like an entire person? So yes. you're just filling it with chicken wings? Yeah, like 180 pounds. Jeez, that's a lot. So we fried up some chicken wings. We have chicken wing platters and buffalo sauce or plain. And we have some kick-up sauce if you want to kick them up a little bit. Also have sweet heat. So we have like three flavors. Sweet heat, regular buffalo, or plain. Plain's not really a flavor, though. Plain sucks. If you eat plain chicken wings, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> you suck on chicken bone wings. Uh, I also got rib platters. Let me tell you what I did. I don't put my foot off in it, as we say in Pahokee. I deep fried some ribs. Ooh, that sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, I smoke them a little bit at first, tenderize them, rub them in a little bit of batter, throw them in the grease, deep fried baby back ribs. That is the most southern thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it is a little country. And, but we also have regular ribs. 
Well, there ain't really nothing regular about us. But our normal ribs that we smoke. So you get baby back ribs, you get spare ribs, chicken wing platters. We got buffalo chicken dip that Amy makes. Uh, homemade macaroni and cheese. So if you want some buffalo chicken dip, we have the regular tub, but we have the family-sized tub. It's great for chips, crackers, anything you want to put on it, or just eat it with a spoon, eat it with your fingers. It's a good protein snack during the Super Bowl where everybody else is getting fat on everything else. You can eat some clean meat from organic meats. Uh, we also have dips. We have burgers. We got brisket, ribs, carne asada, everything you need, plus more, on the smoker or raw. Get it cooking yourself. If you're going to be a little bit late, I told him I don't mind being the last man standing today. Uh, if you get down here, you may even see me down here and down there in a little bit. Um, 407-402-5686. Call or text if you're going to be running a little bit late. I don't mind waiting until we're going to be there until 7, 730 anyway, clean it up. Uh, if you don't know where we're at, we're at 101 North Country Club Road in the beautiful city of Lake Mary, Florida, Suite 127. Underneath, guess what? Um, Big-ass meat sign. Oh, I was going to say a flag. A flag. <laughs> a, a flag that says FFFFCCC <laughs> on it. Morris Family Farms. I'll be the guy behind the smoker and under the beat sign. Come check us out. Now, there's a reason you come to us, right? Yes. Do you, do you know why? Okay, other than the quality of meat, do you know why we're called organic meats? Because you're more than organic. You know the story. I've been here a few minutes. You have. You kind of helped start. You're like the OG of my production. I, you know... That's You're the goal. mostest of the producers. Oh, thank you. You're the producer with the producer. You're more than a producer. You're also the hair club client. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a mur- murducer. <laughs> You're a murducer. You're a murducer hippopotamus. All right. Um, <laughs> um, we named organic means a lot of thought process better than that. We're more than a meat shop. We're more than organic. Organic's a dirty word. We're not gonna, that's not even on the topic tonight. Uh, we're more than a business. We're more than a family. We're all that. We are a family of... Now, follow me, because my, sometimes my word structure is very, very <clears throat> pahokey. We are a family of communities and a community of families. I like that. Is that good? Is that, yeah. make, is that proper English? We are a family of communities and a community of families. I like the community of families. A family of communities, like a lot of different... We, well, I mean, I guess so. Because we got Fort range, Walton Beach. What up, Fort Walton? Yeah, and all the, the way Pan up to Handle, Atlanta. Atlanta, Montgomery, Alabama now. South Georgia. What up, Tim Gamble, if you're listening? All right. We got, so we we have Florida. We have everywhere. So we have people in California, the Ramos. They, he gets a box every once in a while now. And people up in Michigan, Jeff, that listens. So we, we are a family of a bunch of communities, and we are a community of a bunch of families. There you go. That being said, one of the biggest communities out there is the country music. Family, I gotta get this out. If I don't get it out now, it's gonna throw my whole show off. Okay, do and it. And to some people, they'd be like, "Ah, oh, Jonathan, this wasn't a big deal." But to me, it's a big deal. Y'all know we play my man Tom McDonald a lot. Shannon plays him a lot. He's a really cool dude. Whether or not he came from Canada and got a green card, or if he came here and he's 100 percent legal or whatever, the guy lives in America. He supports America. He's very vocal about freedom of speech and free rights, and you know, a man's a man and a woman's a woman. And he did that rap with Ben Shapiro, and it was a funny rap, but it was a factual rap. And and, and they just told some jokes in there, other than saying like, you know, Nikki, take notes, and it was just a joke. They didn't call anybody out. They didn't say anything derogatory to anybody. Matter of fact, it's kind of stupid what happened. So. So, so just to back up for it real quick, one of the greatest songwriter singers of country music died this past week, uh, Mr. Toby Keith. Yeah, and it's I don't I, cool is a bad word to use, but that's the only word I had to say. 
Because most people die and you know about it. You watch it. It's, they're getting their last reviews, their last hits. They're making their last money. Right? They use it as content. I never knew Toby Keith was sick. Not that I know no. him personally. And everybody knows I don't dig a lot of celebrities. I don't get down with celebrities. I don't talk about them too much unless they're doing something stupid. I don't live or by chance. unless it's Gator and Savannah. Who you love. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, there's a couple, but yeah. I'm going to love Tom McDonald when you hold up your word and get him in the studio. Yeah. Unless you're a liar, liar, pants on fire. You made a promise. I'm going to hold you to it. Why are you staring at me like that? No, no, no. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just wondering why you're staring at me like, you're like, did I really promise or did I just suggest? No. Go ahead. All right. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm replaying the tape. So, I like Tom McDonald. I like the other guy, Adam Calhoun, that raps with him. They rap. It is kind of a, it's very aggressive. It's not kind of aggressive. It's very aggressive music. A lot of people don't like country rap, but I do. I'd I, never heard of it before you. Really? Yeah. I, I introduced you to something. I am <laughs> yeah. an introductor of rap country music. All of this is talking fast, talking like you're on the street. And where I come from, there's a lot of rap and a lot of people like, you know, like, street artists that, that rap and, and do things around the city on the corners and this and that, they never make it famous. They don't have TikToks. They don't have a stage. They're, they're not going nowhere. But they can lay down some beats. And then there's people who can sing and pick guitar. And it's just a mesh of stuff and where I come from, you know. But country rap is kind of taking over, like, the dirty south part. A lot of guys in Georgia, North Florida, they, they rap. They talk fast. Other people are trying to rap. Or people are bringing in people like Nelly, like the Florida Georgia Line brought in Nelly to rap on a song. It did. Tim McGraw brought in somebody. Like, you know, it just happens, right? It's kind of like merging together. Yeah. So rap is supposed to be, like, life experiences from that area, that street, that neighborhood. I'm not going to say culture or genre because I think that's a lie. I think that's something the media tells us to make us hate each other. Right? Because it doesn't matter. Right. right. Because it doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, yellow, purple, blue. Your life experience is your life experience. You may have a a white guy living right next to a black guy and they share the same experience. That doesn't mean one's trying to be white and one's trying to be black. Right. If two guys come from a very poor neighborhood on the wrong side of the track, they grew up the same way. And then you got two guys that live behind a gated community, they grew up the same way. You know how many black people play tennis and wear short shorts? Mm mm. All right. And you know how many white people. Play street football with no pads on and or or, or throw bones, dominoes, play sure, spades. There's plenty. Oh, right. I love spades and dominoes. See, you're, are you trying to take over the black culture? Yes. Dirty, no, no. Dirty, dirty <laughs> white girl. Um, so there's this guy Ryan Upchurch who needs to be up at church more often because he his name don't even represent church. He and this is the problem: is bitterness. It all goes back to bitterness. So I, I studied up on this, and it goes back to bitterness. So there's, there's three guys, Tom McDonald, Adam Calhoun, and Ryan Upchurch. Ryan Upchurch brought Tom McDonald out of the sticks, out of the woods, out of poverty, out of a single white trailer, and got him into country music. And then all of a sudden, Tom McDonald meets this guy named, named Adam, uh, Adam Calhoun. They become friends. They start doing a lot of music together, and they left Ryan Upchurch out. And he's bitter, and he ain't doing nothing. He ain't making no songs. So now he has attacked Tom McDonald. Right, he responded to the song "Facts." He put out a song "Why Boy," "Why Boys," being making a joke, making fun of them. In that song, Was he, it "Why Boys," like W H Y. So Tom McDonald. All right, so Tom McDonald, Adam Calhoun, and then another guy—I forgot his name. Oh, he's a, a Dexter, Dexter or something. They wrote a song called "White Boys." In, inside the song, they have a couple of verses that talk about white guy hanging out in the truck, yelling, "I don't give a what." And then the next verse is a black guy rapping, a black guy hanging out the truck, yelling, I don't give a what. And it's just showing how the communities are the same. It's not about white or black, it's about community, right. where you're from. Your okay. culture is your community. Your that community is your culture. And it, 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 it crosses over racial lines. 
And this all ties in with Black History Month and what we're going to talk about on the show later on. Uh, so what black history, white history, it's all history. Okay. So he put out a song, dropped the F-bomb nine times. Very derogatory. So I'm guessing this didn't make it to the radio. No. Mm-mm. No. He dropped the Iga. You know what goes in front of Iga if you're on the street. Not an ER, not a racial slur. If you come from the street and you know street lingo, or if you come from the backwoods, that word means dude, homeboy, my man, my brother. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a slang word. So I stopped using it in Central Florida. I, I don't use it no more. Because I didn't realize how many white people I offend. I, I don't really offend black people. If I'm in the right area talking in our, amongst ourselves, they, they say it to me. As, it's just part of how you talk. Here I don't use that word because I, I, I realize it really offends people, and I, I'm not trying to offend people just for no reason. But So he drops that word in reference to Tom McDonald. He called him a Dexter Point, blah, blah, fake-ass word, right? Okay. I had no idea, Heather, how many people had a microphone in their mama's house and called themselves podcasters. Oh, yeah. It is stupid. I have neighbors who do. <laughs> These jokers need to go get a job. This is ridiculous. So now because I'm looking at this story and I'm, I'm trying to find stuff, I'm finding every podcast you can find. And ironically, only the white people were offended. The black people's comment, the black podcasters for life. I'm sorry. They're just, I'm, I'm right. talking about black podcasters and white podcasters. That's what I'm talking about. They were all like, hey, he said it better than I say it. How's that white boy say that word? Slicker and smoother and more in context than we say it hanging out on the street. They were impressed by it because of the, it was, it, it, it's like, it puts like a punch in the mouth when you're calling somebody that, like, I'm gonna fight you, you weak ass, blah, blah, blah. Right? It's just, it's a dirty, nasty street thing. The white people were like, how dare Ryan Upchurch? You have better vocabulary with yeah. all your money and education. But craziness is though, that's my question. We're gonna get to that later in the show on why. Do white people with a microphone feel like they have to take up a fight for black people and be offended for them when it's just like live your life the way you were taught to live your life. Stay in your circle. Stay in your group. Don't cross over to my boundary. If you don't understand what I'm talking about and you don't have context and you don't get what I'm getting, right? Nobody said a word about the nine F-bombs. Is there something wrong with our culture and with our community and with the people who are so-called influencers influencing us that you can say anything you want to, talk any way you want to, but don't say a street slang word that could offend somebody, that may offend somebody, but I don't know if it offended them, but I think it would. So I'm going to pretend it offended, and I'm going to pretend I'm offended because I would never say that word. It's stupid. Just real quick, we got to take a short break. In Tom McDonald's song, it says, and he's rapping, we ain't making your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. That's just one verse. Ryan Upchurch is offended because Tom McDonald insulted the black community and he made fun of country music by rapping. Let me read you one line from uh, Ryan Upchurch's um, rap song. Killer, killer, I dug two graves, one for me and one for the Eminem standing in front of me. Later on in that song, he talks about the police stay close to me because we got it like that. You buy gold and gu- drugs, I invest in my community because I got that baby face money. Does anybody know what's going on besides me? How stupid this is? Why, instead of coming together and saying, hey, how about we all three get together and do a tribute to Turbo Keith? And let's show everybody that country music crosses all genres. We got black, white, Spanish, green, purple, blue, and Turbo Keith just died. So instead of us fighting like some juvenile idiots, let's do a song and rap out to Turbo Keith on his last ride on the Horse Express. Have you ever heard of Double V? 
And I'm not talking about two girls and one guy. I'm talking about Double V. I am not sure. We're going to go all the way back to Eleanor Roosevelt. Community, culture, country. Florida Man Radio, Jonathan Morris, Between the Ribs. We'll be right back. Getting you back Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. Rest in pieces. Well, rest in one piece, too. I hope he's in heaven. I hope he was really a Christian and went to heaven. He's a good dude. That's why we don't play God books on the show. You know that, right? I don't like him in the first place. Yeah, I don't like him either. I, he's smuck. He's a very smuck. I, I just don't like him because he left his wife for the girl that he sang with all the time. Like, I just, uh, no, so maybe that's taste. Maybe that's what I mean. Sorry for cutting you off. Maybe that's what I mean by smuck. He's a... Uh, that's not a radio-appropriate word that I feel... Everyone's like, but they were perfect together. You know what? So was Sandy. So was his wife. That was Sandy. His what? wife. Trisha's yes. the other one. Yeah, I know. Trisha, his, him and Sandy apparently were perfect together. He married they were. her. And didn't he make a commitment to her? Um, yeah. Death to us depart. Or, wait, death till I depart. Well, he, okay. Just let it go. Let no, it go. listen. Real, wait, wait, real quick. He made a vow. We, we, we were listening too fast because we know our vows, death do us part. His vow was until I departed on my tour. There you go. That's what happened. All right. The power of the V. Wow. That was a great segue, Heather. Trish had power. Trisha, whatever her name is, it's irrelevant to me. The power of the V. Uh, everybody knows who Eleanor Roosevelt is, I assume. Yes. I, 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 I apologize. I'm very, sometimes not a smart man. I always just knew her as the President Roosevelt's wife. Right. And then you were like, she has a name. It's Eleanor. Fantastic. I'll write that down. Uh, she had the power of the V, and she created double V. And I shouldn't I should have made a joke about it earlier because it's not really a joke that matter. Things that disgust me, not, not just people bickering and arguing and being stupid, but when I look back at history sometimes, and please, I'm not a white guy with a mic taking up for black people. All right? I'm not. I, I just said I hate that. I'm not that. I'm just telling you something that I found out. And literally, I texted Don Miller at 1.30 in the morning because he's the smartest black guy I know about this stuff. You disturbed him at 1.30? Well, we have a deal that he knows that if I text with him all night, he'll get it around 9 o'clock next morning when he wakes up and puts on his slippers. Because okay. he don't get out of bed too early. And he don't check his phone at night. And so I text him. Because I was watching the documentary and some stuff came on, and I didn't know if it was real at first. And then I changed the channel, and I found it actually on the History Channel by happenstance. And so I had to verify all this, and then I printed these stories, and Heather and I have been talking about them. And it actually blows my mind, because I, 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 everybody knows I'm from Pahokia. I was raised on a, on a cane camp. And growing up on a cane camp, you had... Just the way it worked. You had Haitians and Jamaicans that came in during the season to cut cane. They lived in a certain part of the camp. And then there were what you would call like American black people. They lived in a certain part of the camp. There was a grocery store, basketball court, a church, all that stuff. And then the foremans lived in the different part of the camp. And it just so happened that they were either Spanish or white. I was born into it. I didn't make the rules. I don't know how that happened. Right? But we grew up in, a, in an area where there was a road for the foremans and a road for the de- American citizens, and then there was a road for the uh, migrant workers who came in, and they would either be Haitian or Jamaican. There was a store on one side, then there was a store that carried all the Creole and different stuff for, for them guys in two different churches, and that and that's just the way it was. That being said, do you know my mama would have killed me, my daddy would have killed me if we ever disrespected any one of the four groups? Spanish, sure. white, American, black, for lack of a better word, or 
Any of them. Migrant black. Anybody. Haitian Jamaican. Matter of fact, there were titles. We had Mr. James, who was the yard man. He did the yard for the whole camp. He ran out yard crew. Right? That's all he did. And then I'm talking about this is back in 1979, 1980, 1981. There weren't no riding zero-turn mowers. These guys had machetes. No, I'm getting that. These guys had machetes, and they worked. But he was still Mr. James every time you talked to him. Miss Barry, who made coffee and cleaned all the houses, was Miss Barry every time you talked to her. Miss Elizabeth, who sold candy out of her house on Saturdays. She sold pickled eggs. You ever bought pickled eggs or pickled sausage from somebody's house? Mm-mm. She'd open her front door on Saturday and Sunday, and you'd go by, and it'd be like 50 cents, a dollar, whatever it was. you get a bag of pickled eggs, a bag of pickled candy. There was one day when I cut to her grass, just being a stupid kid, and she told me to get my honky cracker ass off her grass. <laughs> honky and cracker ass. I didn't call my mama. I didn't say, what'd you call me? You got off her grass. I said, I'm so sorry, Miss Elizabeth, and I got off her grass. Because to Miss Elizabeth, I was a honky cracker ass. She didn't mean no disrespect about it. She was 90 years old, and that's what I was to her. But I also was a young man that she was nice to, respectful to, and if she saw me in trouble somewhere, she would whip me and get me right and send me home to my parents. That's the community I grew up in, okay? So when I see stories like this about the Double V Initiative, and I hear about how bad people were treated just because they were black or just because they were Irish or just because they were anything else, I can't fathom that in humanity. I know it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. It just makes me want to vomit. I just don't know how you could have that hatred in your heart. So explain what the double V victory So double victory V is. victory was victory abroad and victory at home. So during World War II, black servicemen were second-rate citizens, for lack of a better word. So they joined the war, and they started writing letters to Eleanor and to some other people um, and to some of the press places about we're full-time servicemen with half-time, half, but we're part-time citizens. And we want victory not only for the world to defeat communism, but we want victory in America for social justice um, and just equal rights, social progress, right? Okay. That, that's what they yeah. wanted. So Eleanor Roosevelt obviously had the ear to her husband, the ear to the president. So she's the one. I, I'm going to use the word single-handedly. Prior to Eleanor Roosevelt and this, did you know black people couldn't have guns in the Army? That seems so weird. Does it, how are you in the Army? How are you a service person? What are you supposed to do? Well, this is where it gets weird. Black people were only allowed to work on vehicles, build the railroad, dig ditches, and cook. That's all they were allowed to do. Huh. But you know why? No. Because the upper management of the Army was scared that if you give a black man a gun, he may kill all the white people and take over the country. That's Isn't that the most asinine dumb. thing you ever heard? Yes. You got men, and I don't. No, I don't. I'm, uh, I'm trying to find the right way to say it. You got men of all colors fighting and bleeding the same blood, the same soul, the same God, dying for the same cause to defeat tyrannical, tyrannical communism, to stop the advancement of Hitler and communism across the globe, to still go home and be less than a human being. That's so weird to me. But, yeah, right. Can you fathom that? No, not at all. And let me let me pause for a minute and say every single human being on the planet is a racist. You may not be a hate a hated racist or a racist that hates, but if you are a black person raised by black people, you have race tendencies. If you're a white person raised by white people, you have race tendencies. It just happens. 
you 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 have smells. You you like like when I first introduced my wife to collard greens, it blew her daggone mind that someone's house smelt like collard greens seven days a week. Okay, you talk about you eat neck bones and stew, and you turn your nose up. That doesn't mean you hate black people. That just means you. The way you were raised, you eat a certain thing. It doesn't make you a racist that hates people. It's just, it's in your race, in your culture, in your lane, the way you were raised. It's in everybody. And no one on this planet can tell me they've never looked at another person, Asian, Mexican, Nicaraguan, Puerto Rican, African, American, white, Caucasian, Canadian, and not looked at them and thought they're different than me. It happens. Sometimes the time you were born, the time you're an adult, it happens. So shut up with all the stuff about, I don't see color. What, are you colorblind? All right. That being said, just because you see color and you recognize race and you recognize culture doesn't mean you have to hate people and make them less than human. Black men in the Army, black servicemen, were weaponized because of Eleanor Roosevelt. The double knee, this, this is what's crazy. If you go back there, and they, they list the 50 different colleges and universities, and this is what blew my mind. They started initiatives for in courses in physics, mathematics, management, engineering, chemistry. 80% of all black colleges and universities completely changed their curricula to offer defense-related courses in order to train for the war effort. Do you know the only course they were not allowed to offer? No. Weapons and tactical shooting. So weird. Isn't that crazy? But here's my question, and I don't mean no disrespect by it. All of, you always hear about, I was oppressed, I was this, I was that. Where's all, just, and, I'm, and don't hate me for saying this, where's all the black mathematicians, the black managers, the black engineers, the black chemists, the black physicists? It's a serious question. I'm not, I, I, I don't know. Well, if you read down two more paragraphs, even though they graduated from the colleges, went off and fought in the war, served in the defense programs prior to... This, I guess, Jim Crow laws prevented them from getting jobs in those fields that they went to school and trained for after coming back and serving in the military. That's the problem I have. That's, that's so the- they trained, then they went to the military, then they came back and they weren't given jobs that sh- they were trained for. Trained for. By the government. That's dumb. So, not that we have always had the best government. Our government, I feel like, has probably always been corrupt. To some form I of fashion. all of them. All governments. At I, some I, point. I, I always believe, if you go back to George Washington, there was corruption back there, oh, too. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't believe there was anybody shining an apple and going around passing out apple seed, saving the countryside from humanity. I just don't buy into that no more. I believe that just like the Romans, the Greeks, the Scandinavians, th- we rape, robbed, and pillaged because that's just what we do. Right. right. And that's what everybody does. I mean, for crying out loud. Irish is divided, the country of Ireland, mm-hmm. because the Vikings, the Scandinavians, invaded them, took half the island. That's why you have redhead, freckle-faced Irishmen, and then you have Irishmen that look like me. I'm called black Irish, black hair, black, dark features, dark skin, but I'm, I'm 75% Irish. Hmm. I ain't got nothing else in me. You know, people think I'm black. I'm not black. I'm, I'm, I am black. I'm black Irish. That's <laughs> dude. Out of all this, out of this initiative from Eleanor Roosevelt, something was birthed. The 761st Tank Battalion was birthed out of this. This was the first African-American tank battalion to enter into combat and have weapons. They battled more than just German uh, communism across board. 
They battled racism inside the United States Army and when they came home on tour of duty. Could you imagine killing commies, you and all your guys, and you're just doing it to it? Like, you the American flag hanging off your tank. You got the big guns. You know, you're laying down heavy artillery. You're keeping people alive because that's what tanks do. Tanks keep people alive. You lay down fire. You go places that people can't go. People hide behind the big tank. Mm-hmm. And then to come home knowing the men you saved, the boys you saved, the people you kept alive in your advancement to get out of the gate and get beat up by a white cop because you're black and he felt that you were disgracing the American uniform with your black skin. What in God's name is the hell wrong with people? Florida Radio, I'm John DeVos. We'll be right back. Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. When you think Black Panther Party, Heather, hippopotamus, what do you think? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Racism. Really? Are you being honest? Yeah. Are you being political? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm a terrible human being. Uh-oh. I think, right. a Forrest, I think a Forrest Gump. I'm sorry I interrupted your Black Panther Party. Oh, it's when been he, so long since I've seen that movie. Oh, I watch it every year. Okay. I love Forrest Gump. I was running. I'm not going to quote Forrest Gump for the rest of the day, but he went in to get Jenny. He went in to do something, Jenny, and I guess she was at a Black Panther. I don't know. There was something going on. He interrupted the Black Panther party, and he apologized for And it was the coolest thing because in the movie, look like he was getting beat up real bad, and then they didn't know what to do with him because he just acted like he didn't even know what was going on. Sometimes I think people like Forrest Gump, like my daughter Alana, sometimes I think it'd be cool to live a life where all you want to do is sing songs and run and hang out, you have no idea what the rest of us are talking about, fighting about, arguing about. Uh, that sounds wonderful. Not know anything that's going on in the world and Just, not be stressed out about politics that you have no control over. Mm. What's up? Is there a serenity prayer? God grant me the wisdom to change things I can and kill the things I can't. I think something. there's something in that serenity prayer. Yeah, but anyways... They not understand life. But the Black Panther Party, most people think of it, honestly, as a very aggressive, anti-white, racist movement. And that may have been what it became. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know nothing about the Black Panther Party. I don't really care to know anything about it. I just, nobody, I don't, also, I don't know anything about the KKK Party. And I have no desire to know anything about it. If you dress up in a uniform and put a patch on your sleeve in a statement of who you hate and you want to fight... The only thing I really want to do is make sure that I can defend myself against you. I don't care if you're the Black Panther, the, the White Panther, the, the White KKK, or the, the Asian Gorilla. I don't care who you are. I don't get down like that. And I think people that do, I'm not going to talk about it on the radio. That's how I feel about that. But the 761st Tank Battalion was the first conversation piece where the Black Panther Party... And it actually wasn't the party then. It was actually just called the Black Panthers. But what an appropriate name, because tanks don't move fast. They kind of crawl. You ever seen a panther hut? You live in Florida. You ever seen a Black Panther? I have not seen really? one here. Oh, they're down in the Everglades. They're very rare. You see more yellow panthers or fawn panthers. But every once in a while, you still see a Black Panther. They're very, very rare, that genetic code in the wild. I don't know. But anyways, they're rare. Mm-hmm. Um the black, the, so the, the tank came out, right? 76 for, 761st Tank Battalion, they had a motto, come out fighting. They had a patch, come out fighting. They, you can't see because we're on radio, but there's a patch that says, come out fighting with a very aggressive looking tiger in a faded box. Wouldn't that be a panther? 
I'm very sorry. I don't know why I said Tiger. <laughs> yeah, about Panther. Yeah, it, it says Panther right here. Right there, right there. I mean. You hear the paper I'm holding ready on it? The paper says Panther right on the Panther. Where did I get Tiger from? I don't know. Continue. Um, I, I smoked too much meat today. That's what the problem is. <laughs> so their, their motto was come out fighting, and that's exactly what they did. From their first engagement at little in a little Belgian town called Morvella, help me with this, Morvella Lesvik. Morvella Lesvik. Mor, in German. November of 1944. Are you a Nazi German spy? You said that way too good. Okay, continue. And through the heavy combat right through the end of the war. The fight wasn't just against Germans, though, like we said before we went to break. They came home to a segregated military. I'm going to tell you something I don't think you knew, and I didn't know this. And when I told my kids this, it blew their mind. I talked to my children about this story. I told them what I was going to be doing. Okay. All right. Did you know when black people, black men, joined the military, they could only serve under commanders who either, I don't know if people still owned slaves during World War II. I'm not that great with history. I, I need to know more. Um, somebody probably not, will correct not me. Not during World War II. I don't think so, right? No. Okay. The older the, the older the people were over with in America by then, right? Yeah, because it was during the Civil War, which was the, before well, those. But even there were no outskirt parts of town that no. Okay. All right. I, I just wanted to clarify for everybody, just so it, there's no misinterpretation of what I'm fixing to say, because this is going to blow your mind. Black people can only serve under generals and commanders that were from the South and had previously been tied to someone who owned slaves. So they were still owned. Yeah, and this is the Army's rationale. They felt... This is so stupid. I, I don't even. I, I can't even believe that this is in our history. I really can't. And, I, and listen, guys, I'm, I want I want everybody to be, understand and be educated. Because sometimes I don't understand what black people get so mad about. I really don't. I'm like, man, that was so long ago. Like, let it go. Live in the world we live in now. Just stop. Right? My brother-in-law, Tony Hill, his mom was old enough to know her mom and dad being, I guess, slaves. Or, or still living on a farm where maybe they were free, but they were under the oppression of the farm taskmaster, for lack of a better word. All right? I don't, many, I don't know many other people that, in my circle, I'm, I know there's people alive, but I don't know many people in, in my circle that are alive that are that old, because I knew Miss Dorothy Hill, and she was one of the best ladies you ever met on the planet. So I used to sit and talk to her, and she made the best pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie you ever had in your life. But anyways... There's times I don't understand because I, I just didn't know. Like I, I, I never, it never directly affected me or anybody in my family. My mom and dad. When you go back in our history, we we come from Ireland. We were slaves, you know. Not not, and I'm not saying it was the same as black people, but we we have people in our family that were Irish slaves. So we we've never owned slaves. We've never been slave masters. My great grandpa when he settled, he settled up north on a farm next to the Sandusky River. So we weren't even in the South until nineteen. Our family wasn't even in the South until like nineteen sixty five. All right. Um. So there's a lot of this stuff that that's not even on my radar. Okay. But how would you feel knowing you're going to serve the United States of the military? You're going to join the army. They call it Roosevelt's army. And then you get there, and they put you in an all-black group, and then they bring out somebody that owned your grandpa or the grandson of the guy who owned your grandpa. And when you're like, man, why is this cracker in charge of us? 
they said to you, oh, because he's the only one that can relate to you and he's the only one that knows how to keep your ass in line. Can you imagine that? As, as, a, as a, I, I say, I consider myself a white man, even though we have so much Irish blood in us, right? Could you imagine if they put a bunch of us in a group and said, oh, see that guy over there? The one that is, that, that, that big, that big ass Viking over there, a seven foot tall Viking, he's in charge of y'all. Why? Oh, they're the only ones that can f- take half of Ireland, and they're the only ones that know how to keep your ass in check. What? I would, they would have to kill me. They would have to kill me right then. The level of disrespect, especially you're going to fight for your country. You're going to fight, even though you know your people are being oppressed, your mom and dad or your grandparents were slaves. In 1942, 43, 41, those men old enough to serve, were their parents old enough to be slaves or would it be their grandparents? Probably their grandparents, right? Uh, grandparents or great-grandparents. Okay. So, so, so they may have had somebody alive that may have been born on a slave plantation. May. May, may. Or that person knew somebody, that person alive knew somebody. So yeah, you got to follow the, follow the dates, right? Right. Could you imagine the level of disrespect? You're wearing the military uniform. You got the United States flag on your shoulder. And they're like, you need a babysitter. That and they say, like you. <laughs> not look or, like you. Or that can control you. They can control you because we don't trust your black ass with a gun. And we need somebody who can call you boy and holler and scream at you and make you put in a railroad track or make you dig a ditch or make you peel potatoes. And oh, by the way, all that training you got at that MIT school. It's almost like they were fighting different wars. Like, shouldn't we have all been together on this side fighting the war? So I'm glad you said that. And I'm going to say this out loud. That's what makes black people so much better than white people at that time in history. They were willing to set aside their anger and fight with us. Allow like they volunteered for this and then were treated like this. Yes. And stayed with like, yeah. And the only thing I could come close to and I want to make you understand. I don't want to make you. I want to I want to help you understand. A lot of people that listen to our show served in Vietnam. You know how you felt when you came home politically, not racially, but politically. They hated you. A lot of people still today on the liberal side, these yuppies, these purple-haired punks that don't know if they're a dude or a girl, still hate you. They still say the place we never should have went, the war we never should have fought. Do you know, I have a cousin alive right now, Timmy. Cousin Timmy, hey buddy. Oh, I probably shouldn't say your name on the radio. Anyways, I have cousin, cousin uh, Harry Longwood, fella. Um, they got, y'all got experimented on. Y'all got napalm put on you. Y'all got all kind of crazy stuff happen. I mean, y'all did get to play with LSD, though. But you came home and the country hated you for going over there, doing the best you could to serve your country in an attempt to stop communist Vietnam. Now, imagine if they already hated you. You were already segregated. You already had black and white water fountains. You knew they hated you before you joined. And you're a black person. Joining what they called back then a white Roosevelt army, knowing what you were up against, but you love your God and you love your family and you love the dirt you're on, even though you know it's not free dirt so much, you're willing to sacrifice yourself and parents willing to sacrifice their sons in a hope, just a hope that one day they'd have the same rights as everybody else on the planet or in the country. I shouldn't say planet, because we are the best country on the planet. I can't wrap my head around that. 
And again, I'm not trying to be a white guy with a mic taking over black people. I'm just telling you history. I just found this out on Sunday, all right? And I've been reading up on it because it blows my daggum mind. So honor to the 761st Tank Battalion out of Camp... Oh, I, can't, I don't know how to say that word. It's out of Louisiana. Um, and they fought knowing they were coming home to Jim Crow laws. That they weren't going to be able to work in the places they worked at. They know they were going to have to lay their guns down. They weren't going to bring them off the military bases. That's after they got weapons. So all I can say is thank you, I guess. Thank you. And, and no one's alive that can hear my voice, all right? But, man, sometimes we have to stop and think about these United States of America. Florida Man Radio, I'll be right back. This program was previously recorded. Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. I have a black friend. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm gonna choke. I'm gonna die. Oh, Jesus is taking me. Oh. No, I don't want to choke. I don't want. Don't, don't, don't hit the dope button. Leave it alone. I'm not gonna say it over. I deserve to choke. Jesus deserved to kill me right now. I'm a terrible human being. But do you know? Do you know that's one? That's the most racist thing you can say. You're in a group. You're doing something stupid, and you say something stupid, and then you look at everybody like, "What? I got a black friend." I can talk like that. I got a black friend. I got a black friend, man. There's a black guy in my neighborhood when I grew up. What are you talking about? I'm down? And what does that even mean to be down? That's so stupid. I don't think people realize how stupid they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, because like if a, if a person with black color, black skin color, dark skin color, talks very proper English, good uses good sentence structure, good pronouns, they call them a square. They call him a, 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 you know, an Uncle Tom, a, a this or that. A white guy talks on like me, Pahokey, and we call we get called uh, wanting to be black and wanting to be this. Or it's like no, you are from where you are from. If you don't, you can't tell skin color over the phone. You just tell where people are from over the phone, and then you meet them. Why were so many people shocked when I wasn't black? Do you know? <laughs> It was so funny. People used to come by the market, and I'd be talking, and it took me a little while to figure it out. I'd be talking, and I'd see this guy walk by his wife, and they'd talking to each other, looking around, and then I'd quit talking, and they looked so confused. And then I'd talk, and they were like a rabbit about to get attacked by a bear. Ears pointed up, checking out where's the bear, where's the bear, where's the bear. And then so I'd look over and finally be like, hey, are you looking for somebody? They're like, yeah, yeah, but... but I, I, we're looking for the guy on the radio. That's me. No, 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 no. No, no, it's, it's me. I'm not black. And they're like, what? It's, it's the funniest thing ever. But because of my voice and the way I talk, they assume I'm black. But I'm not. I'm just Pahokee. I'm from the Muck. I was born in the Muck. I was raised on the Muck. I had kids on the Muck. I'm going to die in the Muck. Well, they're going to have to ship me back to the Muck because I'm going to die up here somewhere. You become a bog, a bog body. A bog what? A bog body. What's that? That's when people die in the Muck and like the gases and stuff preserve them. Oh, uh, so they're actually going to put me in a box and let me next to my brother? Okay, I was just kidding. Do you just want to be, you don't see you're nasty, because you want me to be buried in the muck. To be a bog person? That'd be so cool. Because here's the thing, <laughs> what you don't know about the muck is people will float to the top. Um, uh, mm. Or the muck actually settles around them. Let me rephrase the sentence. You bury your body in the muck and you don't go deep? You sound like you know. I do know. Uh-oh. So anytime you have to get rid of a body... Uh-uh. A dog. Your dog died. You put him in two trash bags. 
and you bury him at least four foot deep. Oh, well, yeah, you do. Or he will pop up to the top. Oh, that's gross. Or the buck will. Anyways, I'm going to go into this story a little bit for two reasons. Because, one, the power of the V, and I threw Illinois Roosevelt's V into the story. The double V initiative had nothing to do with sexuality. It had to do with victory abroad, victory at home. And I feel like we have come a long way as a country. And I feel like my personal opinion, no matter how bad you think you have it, or no matter how bad people of any color, race, ethnicity think they have it, let me just go over real quick. And I don't have all of them memorized. Uh, my producer was rushing me today. But mm-hmm. you have North and South Korea, correct? Yes. You have Northern and Southern Ireland, correct? Yeah, I mean, well, the way it's the Ireland. They call it Northern Ireland? Yeah, the Ireland split. Okay. Yeah. Um, they may have united, but I think Ireland split still between the people. You have Hong Kong, which was for a long time, I think China somehow finagled them back. But you have Hong Kong for a long time that wasn't represented with China. There are so many nations. Oh, yeah, fact check me, please. Yeah, no. Um, Find me all the divided nations, please. <laughs> No, that's what I'm trying. I'm just trying to prove a point so here. So you have the uh, Northern Ireland, the I- the island of Ireland is divided into two separate jurisdictions: the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're the strong side. And then you have North and South Korea. You have Hong Kong. Who, I don't know. Did, did did China take Hong Kong back? That's irrelevant. But for a long time, Hong Kong was not considered part of China, right? You have different parts of Asia, right? So I'm going over all the split nations. Mm-hmm. We are not the North United States and the South United States. No, we are the right and the left. Yeah, I understand. I understand that politically. But unitedly, we are these United States of America. Yes. We, the people, are, is the first sentence, you know, the thing, you know, the thing. I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a Joe Biden. You know, the thing, the thing, you know, the thing, you know, the thing. I don't remember. I don't remember. But you know, you know, you know <laughs> the thing. We, the people, it's not I, the, I, the person. It's not ununited states. We are united. We are the people. We are a country. We are a body. We say in God, we trust. We identify as a group. We identify as a family. Well, that's the goal. Whether or not we actually do, I don't know. But that's the goal. But (laughs) the structure is still there for us to make our goal. We have not come in, you know, there's a long time people say, man, that Mason-Dixon line is going to divide us all one day. There'll be, the, you know, two sides. Well, it hasn't yet. I mean, I know you have people saying, what, kind of, what side of the Mason-Dixon line you were born on? Right? Those are like some real backwoods hillbilly stuff. Right? But structurally, unitedly, constitutionally speaking, we still have the embodiment. We still have the parameters, the border to fulfill our goal of being completely united as people. Yeah. We got to get mainstream media out of it. We got to get politics out of it. You ready for this? We got to get the R word out of it. Religion. Um. We need the other R word, relationship. Because when you get rid of relationship, I mean, when you get rid of religion and you start having a relationship with God, and you realize that, wait a minute, God made man out of dirt. He made a woman out of the rib. He made us in his image, both male and female in spirit form, and then he made the body form. He made two genders, man and woman. I hope that don't offend you. If it does, I do hope it offends you. <laughs> We're all God's children, right? 
Red, what the, oh, you knocked me out. You knocked my head off. Me too. Okay. Uh, what was that song? Red and yellow, black and white. We are precious and in sight. We are the little children of the world. I remember that. Okay. I'm not going to sing it. That's old Sunday school stuff right there. Mm-hmm. We are all God's children. And yes, we have different characteristics, different color, different eye makeup. But we have souls, spirit, body, blood. So we have the ability to still pull this thing off. North Korea and South Korea has no ability to pull it off. Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland, Southern Ireland have no ability to pull it off. I'm not going to go over other countries. But I do want to talk about this just to give honor to Eleanor Roosevelt because black people should stand up and cheer and clap, and there should be an Eleanor Roosevelt Day during Black History Month. What? Oh, that's a really good point. We can't, though, Jonathan. She's a cracker. She's a honky. She's a white lady. Uh, you can't celebrate a whitey during Black History Month. Maybe on the last day of the month. Give her the last day. The last day. Without Eleanor Roosevelt, black servicemen wouldn't have carried firearms. So isn't that, let, let, let's, let's riddle this for a minute. Let's just say Eleanor Roosevelt would not have been married to Mr. Roosevelt, President Roosevelt. She had not whispered in his ear, and double V would not have happened. The 76th First Tank Brigade would not have been birthed. The Black Panther Party would not have been birthed. Where would black people be today in America? Where would America be today? I don't think God would have allowed it much longer. I don't know, I don't know how much more could have happened to the degradation of, his, of some of his people. I, I, I don't know, and I'm not speculating, I'm not assuming, but isn't it crazy? And I love the hypocrisy of everything. You know, the, the hypocrisy of everything, the left, the right, the white, the black, the green, the yellow, it's all hypocrisy. It's all political, it's all nonsense, it's all religion. I mean, this is religion. Religion is when, when slave taskmasters open up the Bible and use slave verses that didn't mean what they said it mean to convince black people that they were doing the right thing to God by letting them beat on them and rape them and, and do all the weird stuff and bad stuff they did to them. Religion is terrible. Religion is the downgrade of humanity. Religion is a tool of the devil. Relationship is what we have to get to. Farm, faith, family, community. Where's my paper? <laughs> uh, I forgot my LGBT flag already. Farm, faith, family, friends, culture, community, country. That's, is that loud? That's relationship. Eleanor Roosevelt had a very unique, and I wrote down in my note why. The unlikely friendship of Eleanor Roosevelt, and this is from the history, from the library of historic facts. What, what, a, what a weird adjective to use. Because the friend they're speaking of is Mary McLeod, McLeod Bethune, who is part of the beginning, I guess, the establishment of Bethune-Cookman, which is one of the biggest black colleges that everybody knows about. Why is it weird that Eleanor Roosevelt had a black friend? I, I have no idea. I don't think that's weird. Maybe for the times? Is that what it was? It was just a time thing? Like, back then, white and black people weren't friends? They knew each I, I, I don't. I wouldn't lie back then, so I don't know. You think I was? <laughs> no, no. I think you're barely legal. I don't even know how you and Tom Hippopotamus have children together. Okay. <laughs> what are you, 12, 19? I'm sorry, that was so weird. Let's, can we continue, please? Yeah. For nearly three decades, educator and civil rights activist Mary McLeod Bethune, often called the first lady of the struggle. She forged an unlikely friendship with another first lady, Eleanor Roosevelt. Did you know that Bethune became a trusted advisor? For both um, 
Roosevelt and to her husband, Franklin Roosevelt? I did not know that. I didn't know that either. And this is what my, my daughter asked me. She's a junior in high school. She's like, why are we learning stuff like this? I was like, I don't know, baby. I'm 46 years old. I never heard of this in my life. I, I, I went to t- two months of college, so I'm pretty educated. I graduated high school somewhat, so I, I, I paid attention to some of the classes. But I don't remember. Did you learn any of this in history class? Um, I'm pretty sure my college classes covered more, uh, or even my high school classes. We had American political history so you knew about Double V and the tanks and the Black Panther Party and all you knew about I might have back then. It's been a while. Might have forgotten it by then. Okay. By now, I mean. Okay, all right. Well, I remember, like... Uh, There's definitely a lot of talk of Eleanor Roosevelt and of her husband, too, because he started all the railroads and... Well, I knew about Franklin Roosevelt, but other than Martin Luther King, I don't think that they talked about anything else when I grew up at for Black History Month. Might have been the difference in Pahokee and Ocala. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, Bethune came from humble beginnings. Born in South Carolina in 1875. That's an old joke right there. Oh, she's passed away now, probably. <laughs> I mean, definitely. <laughs> Roosevelt grew up in a privileged circumstance, but struggled to find her place in society. Does anybody want to know why? I'm not going to do it. I made Heather a promise. I would not disperse the good name of Eleanor Roosevelt today on this show. But Google her and do your research. You'll know why she found herself hard to... Wait, it wasn't hard, it was soft. And why she found it so hard to find her place in society. <clears throat> the power of the V. I'm going to leave that alone. The two became close friends. And they... Uh, and this is where I think it's bad. All right? And I know, I know I'm chewing up a lot of time and I don't care. Um... I don't do many shows like this, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm honored to be able to do this show. I'm ho- I hope I get a lot of this stuff right. But Thune came, this is what bothers me, part of FDR's first black cabinet. Why couldn't it just be a cabinet? Like today, does Joe Biden have a white cabinet and a black cabinet? No. Just has a cabinet. Right. It's just weird to me that culture, we were so far off of the idea of humanity and recognizing humans as humans, that there was actually <laughs> went all over you. Heather just spilled juice all over herself. It's it's fine. I'm I'm fine. Is that electro? Is that, is that electrolyte water? Or is that it's real something. juice? No, Whatever. it's not juice. Go ahead. Yeah, she don't drink juice. She has nine percent body fat. Um, <laughs> that we were so culturally off as society that the president of the United States had two cabinets. He had a white cabinet and a black cabinet. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it, and I, and I don't want to live in the past. I'm not trying to live in the past, but if a lot of y'all are like me, and I'll say this. I've already said it in the show. Sometimes I say to black people, come on, man, get over it. Move, move on. Like, come on, bro. You know, for crying out loud, nobody wants to talk about this no more. But when you look back at some of the stuff that, that – and I'm not – there's no right or wrong way to say this. I'm not talking about, like – in Alabama, the beatings and the burnings and the this and 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 and, and you know segregation of schools and the desegregation of schools. I'm talking about just people being people. Hey, I want to fight and die possibly for this country. Oh, you're black, you can't have a gun. I'm talking about that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about self hatred. Like, hey, Billy down the street hates black people. He calls him the N word every day, and he don't go to church anymore because they let the black guy sweep the floor now, and he don't like it. 
I'm not talking about self-ignorant race. And, and please don't ever call me a redneck. All right? I'm not a redneck. I'm a country. I'm not talking about redneck, ignorant, self-hate, and they hate everybody else, and they hate you if they don't understand you. Right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as a country of the United States of America, it was the military pro uh, procedure or policy that black people couldn't have guns, but yet, uh, sign up for the war and you may get killed while you're peeling the potatoes. Or get out there and build that railroad track. But what if the Nazis come up? Well, <laughs> hit them with a bar. You know, the steel bars? The frying pan. Hit them with your frying pan, Florida Man Radio. We're going to uh, go completely alt-right. You saw my blinker. Be all right. We'll change the lanes when we get back. Florida Man Radio, Jaws the Boys. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. <laughs> That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. That's me banging my papers because I'm a professional reporter. I'm Jonathan Morris, and you're fixing to be blown away with the facts that I give you because I said so. AI is going to kill us all. <laughs> I mean, it might. AI, AI is the devil. You know where it talks about uh, the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist? I almost believe, now, where's all my church people out there? Who, who, holler at me, church people? Where my church people at? You know, with OP, I mean, no, not OPP, what's that song? That's a terrible song talking about church people. You know, OCC, other churches, churches. I love it. All right. Do you know they say the spirit of God is in us, right? So God made us in his image. Right. What's AI made in? Not the image of Christ. Right. So if you're not the image of God, does that does that automatically make you the anti-image of God? No. It doesn't? No, because a dog's not an image of God. You're right. You're right. Were you going somewhere with that and I just crushed it? <laughs> you did. Okay. You just, and I actually had a brain bomb that just didn't designate, detonate. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. That's why you're the brains of this operation. It's true. And you keep me on track. Heather Tried has advised me of words not to say, things not to do, things not to say, and more things not to say. Yep. And now she just brought reality into my fantasy okay. world. AI is the devil, though, if you ask John DeMoris. The algorithms of AI. Now, can somebody help me with algorithm? What that's the it? that's the computer's brain, right? The computer, based on things you look at, blink at, pause at. Right. The computer builds a system around your thought process. Right to cater to things you like or would want, or yeah. So keep your interest. If a certain percentage of the population was online, and AI was following their algorithms, and they were gathering data. Their algorithm would gather most of its data from that. Am I, am I, am I correct? Yeah, basically. AI says that 15% of us are crazy. 15% of Americans deny climate change is real, according to AI. That's it? The rest of y'all freaks. 
believe in it. Yeah, why are we why are we trusting stats from AI about climate change? Climate change. Because do you want to know how climate change knows? Do, do you I think know? they're just telling us that most people believe in it, and that's just what we're supposed to believe. Well, I'm going to go two places with it. People like people like me. I I don't Google. I, I like the Duck Duck Daddy Go thing, or Duck Duck Daddy, whatever it's called. Duck Duck Go. Duck Duck Go. Like these cords are duck duck going? They are going. Well, the buddy, they got a JVC. You can give me a better cord. Dude, Sorry. I'm doing the best I can. Sorry, John. I, I totally don't fire me, John. Had to rig up something with a bunch of adapters to get you. He did. He did, a little, he did a little country engineering. I like that. And that was all my. That's some. Oh, dang it! I did stop it touching it. Okay. Just Go for down, it. Just this is headphones. We're talking about headphones. Continue oh, with your story about yes. AI. Thinking that only 15% of people deny climate change is real. Well, because they're saying that 85% believe in it. So here's where I'm going with that. I've heard of these foxholes, rabbit holes, whatever holes you can find on the internet and on YouTubers and all this stuff. Guys like me, guys like Scooter, guys like Another League, guys like Axel, people like you, people like your husband. I can name a bunch of people, you know, probably uh, our boys up in Georgia right now. They go outside. They hunt. They fish. They fry. They work on cars and trucks, and they try to find women to date, or they date their wives. They're not online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Googling every fact and stat they can find to prove their echo chamber is real and climate change is real. So the algorithm, or algorithm, algorithm, algor- algorithm, like Al Gore, algorithm, 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 that they are gathering is from the freaks. That are online all night, all day, and ain't got no jobs. That are Googling already going change. down the rabbit holes. Yes. So, of course, 85% of their facts prove climate change is real. Now, if we're saying that most of the conspiracy theories from the past are coming true now, would we call climate change a conspiracy theory? I think it's a made-up fraud to scare people. So I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. But I do know they're talking about putting an umbrella in space, which scares the hell out of me. (laughs) Yeah, that's silly. Isn't that stupid? Isn't there enough space junk up there? Here's my question. Can we go back to the moon first? No, but other countries are. But we can't. I mean, we could. But we have the technology to put an umbrella in space. Why do we need to go to the moon? A big-ass umbrella. Yeah, That's what my daughter said. Weird. My daughter's like, Dad, we've been there, we conquered it, we put the flag up. Why, are we, why do we need to go back? Yeah. I'm cool with that. And there's nothing on the moon we need. I'm, I am perfectly fine just living here in Florida the rest of my life. There's nothing too. anywhere else in the world that I need right now. Me neither. Okay. I have no so, desire to leave the country. Right. I'm, I'm an American. Not going I don't, to space. I, I'm not going to any foreign country ever in my life. I'm never going to space. Amy came home and goes, Hey, now that I'm healthy, you want to go on a cruise? I was like, hell no, I don't want to go on a cruise. When would you have time? You would be forced to sleep. On the cruise? Yeah. I don't think I can sleep on a big old boat with a bunch of people around me. I'm just saying. Anyways, I don't, I have had a desire to see like Morocco and the Mediterranean. Like, I'd like to see that. Uh, But that's it. I don't really want to see anything else. Okay. AI says, we're crazy. Climate change is real, and it's going to kill us all. Well, they had part of that right. We are crazy. Yes. AI technology has become an invaluable. You see the, the sentence structure, the, the words they use? 
it's it's like Heather saying they're trying to convince us of something that's not real by trying to seem that they're smarter than us, and they build a machine to prove that they're smarter than us. Oh, but the machine's smarter than they are, and the machine. Oh, by the way, you know AI is very racist. Oh, is it? Oh, have you not heard those stories about they build these AI bots and they put them in a room to kind of teach them a little bit of this and that, and next thing you know, they're using they're dropping words and like. Oh no, yeah. that's so bad. Yeah, but they still love them, and so it's a uh, it's a hypocrisy deal with them. Wow. You know what I mean? It's all hypocritical. The, the hypocritical oath. I'm practicing medicine. Promise I won't kill you, but I will. But I won't try to because I'm practicing. <laughs> That's our politics. Doctors, politicians, and weathermen. The only three people that can lie to you every damn day of their job and still get paid. I like the weathermen. I know you do. Okay. You have a fancy, you fancy the weathermen. Mm. Uh, climate change denial. You ready? Yes. You heard it here first, folks. I'm playing. My fingers are in quotations. Climate change denial poses a significant obstacle to the advancement of humanity. Do you want to know why? Do tell. Because it uh, prevents them from (laughs) implementing effective solutions and policies to combat global warming. And it hinders progress in reducing greenhouse gases and emissions, transitioning to renewable energy sources, and adapting the impacts of climate change because us crazy freaks that don't believe in it won't get out of their way. So please get out of the way so the government can have their way and destroy our world and get rid of fossil fuels and put us all in tiny houses could you imagine one day if the Chinese barges didn't leave the port? They didn't go back to China empty? They just stayed here? Bulldozer came in and tore down your neighborhood and said, hey, see that blue one? You get the blue one. Heather, you get the red one. Jonathan, you get that rusted yellow one. <laughs> we, all, we all move into cargo boxes with no air conditioning. Hot boxes. They weld the door shut mm-hmm. on us when we go in. Hi, you don't believe in climate change? How you like me now? Tell me a key song. How you like me now? Right? I, I believe that this is the time for us to have a call to action meeting and stay in the way. Stay in the way. That's seven words. No, it's four words. Stay in the way. I like pretending I'm Joe Biden sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the best seven words you ever needed to hurt in your life. Stay in the way. Okay. But, Daddy, is there more? No, just seven. I like to whisper too. AI is going to kill us all, guys. You heard it here first. Don't believe them. Don't fall for it. If you're in a job that is pushing AI, find another job or tear up the machines when the boss ain't looking. Another you hear, you heard it here first. This story, and this, I talked about this a while back very briefly. I'm going to talk about it briefly again today. How come that President Trump can put down that he has a hotel and some property that he feels is worth. We're going to just throw out $5 million. That is a made-up number. Sam, please do not call the radio show. (laughs) I'm sure it's much more. All right, that is a made-up number. But he got a loan on said $5 million worth of property, paid said loan back in full. The investors were happy. Everybody involved were happy. But yet they brought him up on charges for falsely representing his property. But Beyond Meat lied about 27% of their revenue and somehow 
Well, now it has. Now the the investors are aware of it, but it it had escaped the attention of the investors for a long time. And we talked about this a couple months ago, maybe. They are ninety seven percent down in stock. They just lost another twenty seven percent of profit, and their their what does it say here? Uh, their year to forget. They locked in. This is a lock in for the investors. Sixty four percent in their share price decline. Now, you may wonder why I'm bringing that up. I'm bringing it up to show you the double standard. A liberal communist company, Beyond Meat, who is trying to replace farmers and food and get you on synthetic beef, can lie about everything, collect money from investors. Investors can lose money, and it's cricket. If you were a good producer, you'd have a cricket sound right there for me. But I did. Cricket. Oh, I heard it. My bad. Crickets. I don't know how to be a cricket. I'm not made to be. It's okay. Keep going. I'm a loud cricket. So just to let you know, without vision, my people perish. We need to see these things. We need to understand. And a lot of, a lot of us already do, right? I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir tonight. A lot of us already do know the, the, the double standard. But this is how obvious and blatant they throw it in your face. Hey, as long as you're on our team... As long as you're on our team, uh, we don't care. You can lie, you can cheat, you can steal, you can take people's money, oh, and you can even rape babies. We don't care. Just uh, be on our team, and we'll get away with everything. Compliments, by the way, of Beyond Beef. They did a climate impact study. And would you believe how great they are? Let's hear. According according to Beyond Beef and their uh, founder, CEO, Ethan Brown, they did a study proving that they're better than beef and they're better than real beef. That's a bunch of crap. Because there's been multiple studies out by multiple independent places that have shown the dramatic effect on the footprint of a factory, a facility, the amount of chemicals and supplies that they have to bring in, hazardous waste, PPEs, every, I, I could go on and on and on about the footprint to make a synthetic burger and how big it is compared to a cow in a field eating grass, pooping out fertilizer, peeing out valuable, or should I say invaluable? Is invaluable a bad word? Keep going. It means it's very valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, the ground needs it, okay? They lie to you about the benefits of a full circle farm. And they try to get you to buy into only vegan vegetarian farms, and then they create a burger that they're going to have to start making synthetic fake fat to make it taste better so people will buy it. And they mimic the beef game, but they want to tell you how that they have a 99% less impact on water, a 93% less impact on land use, all compared to beef. This goes back from 2018 to 2021 into 2022. They want to tell you how when compared to an 80-20 quarter pound beef patty produced in the USA... The Beyond Meat Burger generates 90% fewer GHG emissions. A bull crap. How about that? Ain't no steers here, just a bunch of bull. Is it break time? It's break time. Florida Man Radio, we'll be right back to wrap this thing up. Table. Chris Domine is a husband, father, and athlete. 
even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris's kidneys were failing. The doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant, you are going to die. Chris received a second chance, made possible by an organ donor. Your well-being changes from loss of hope to better times ahead. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. So don't I only do it for dramatic effect, but I will no longer continue. Hey, 16% of pea protein is their highest consumption. That's, if you're joining us now, that's the Beyond Burger. It says they're better than a beef burger. Um, but that pea protein has the highest impact, contributing to 11% of greenhouse gas emissions, 9% fossil resource use, and 43% of land use. Yeah. Might as well just have the real cow. Why not just let grass grow and let the cow graze it and let the cow poop and let that poop, nitrogen, and phosphorus and all that turn back into fertilizer and scatter it across the ground and let the rain wash it in and full, have a full circle farm? You know, that might make too much sense. Does that make too much sense? Yeah, it does. Heather, you're worthy. Thank you. We're going to get to that. I hope I have time to get the worthy. Are you worthy, Heather? Oh, no, not that worthy. You know, oh, you know what? Okay. Thank you. Hey, so listen, the report is a bunch of baloney. Ha, see what I did there? And it's a bunch of bull. Ha, see what I did there? But the baloney is manufactured and <laughs> not real. And, it's manufactured okay. baloney. And actually, there's no bull here because they don't use a real cow. They don't. And let me just tell you, in case you were wondering, if you were on the fence about Beyond Burger, I wish this was TV instead of radio, so I can show you a picture of this smuck. Ethan Brown, CEO of Beyond Meat, he's leaning against the wall, which appears to be uh, a, a garage door with a basketball a couple feet away from him, and his hands in his pocket, and I think he thinks he's wearing basketball short, basketball pants, but he's not. Those are actually slacks. Sorry, sir. You've never played basketball in your life, and I can tell by your body structure. So not only is he the producer of fake meat, he's a fake basketball player. Courtesy. But he's rich. <laughs> he got that money. Put them, put it in. I just got a bag. What's that song my kids sing? I, I just got a bag. Watch me get my bag. I just made a bag. That's in sync. Is that I, what you just said? I don't know. They call they that's how they make money today. Today, if you make money, it's called getting that bag. Okay. I grew up calling get that cabbage, get that bread, make that butter. But now they call it get that. I got a bag. We're gonna move on to Heather's favorite story. The most frustrating part about raising a vegan. I mean, the most <laughs> about raising a vegan. The most frustrating thing about being a vegan. Guess what? According to vegans. This is a real story about real people. And I do believe that this is mostly true. So go ahead. I asked Heather to title this show, Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings. Did you title it? Sure, yes. Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings. Yes. The vegans say, we don't care about your feelings. These are our facts. So first of all, let's get into that. Vegetarians are less than 4% of the United States of people. Vegan are less than 1%. So why are they so daggum loud? If less than 1% of the population because is vegan. Because we forced them into it. I've discovered this with having a kid and that is vegetarian. We have forced it because we're like, wait, why? We always ask them why. What makes you so much more special? What makes you not need the things that we need? So right? they have to defend themselves. That I get. 
So, yeah, the assumption about, that they're preachy is because we've asked them to be. I'm not talking about defending themselves against terrible parents that are abusing them. No, and I wasn't assuming. I just, <laughs> but here are some of the worst things about being a vegan from the vegans. Get Well, Heather spoiled it, but guess what's number one on the list? That vegans are preachy. There's an assumption that all vegans are preachy, but aren't they? No, but we ask them to defend themselves, and they do, and they've got Loudly. a reason. Well, they've got a reason, and anybody who stands behind their passion and is willing to change their entire diet. I mean, you can't even get sodas out of some people's hands. These people are like, yeah, I'm not going to eat meat. Cool. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Okay, so I don't go around announcing when I walk in the doors, I'm a meat eater. Okay. So why do they have to walk in and be like, I'm a vegan? Okay, I, they don't. Thank you for being on my team. Number two, it's tough to find restaurants that are inclusive to vegans, not just vegetarians. Yes, because everything contains milk can you, and egg. Can you explain to me the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? I thought they were both freaks. <laughs> Neither of them are freaks, but vegans don't consume any products that come from animals. Wait. Allegedly, because, I mean, LCD screens on your phone are made from, from animals. Animals. Don't tell them. Hey, hey, vegans, put your phones down. Go back to rotillery. What's the rotary phone? And so what was the next one? Uh, Now that plant-based meat substitutes are common, you hear questions like, if you don't like meat, why do you mock the product? (laughs) I love it. I I think that's so that it can, people can quit asking. Why are you eating a a real burger or a vegan burger? Like, they're not going to ask that. I think it's like... I think, well, I think that question is birthed out of, I'm eating a vegan burger, please. Well, no, you're not eating a vegan burger. You're eating a patty of vegetables. You're a freak. When you <laughs> shop, you realize milk is in almost everything. Everything. Yeah, I love the people that are like, oh, I don't do high fructose corn syrup. Oh, did you, did you stop eating? And they're like, what? It's in everything. Milk and high fructose corn syrup is in everything. Yeah, it's especially difficult when you have somebody who has a milk allergy. Yes. Or somebody who doesn't know when to stop drinking milk and they think they're lactose intolerant, they're just fat intolerant. Stop drinking so much milk and eating so much cookies and cake. It ain't the milk, it's the amount of stuff you put in your body. I've had that real life experience now myself. People assume that a vegan diet is expensive and that's why they avoid it. I mean, you do have to search out the products. Yes, number six, it can be annoying to deal with holier-than-thou vegans. Let's change that. It can be annoying to deal with holier-than-thou anybody's. This is a vegan story. Okay. This is a story about what's the worst thing about being anybody. It's a story about the worst thing about being a vegan, Heather. Okay. You know what? Make up your own rules. All right. I will. Hey, guys. This is Between the Ribs and Heather, Heather Hippopotamus. <laughs> Sometimes people think that being vegan is your whole personality. Who Isn't wrote it, though? This? A vegan. Oh. Well. Did I not tell you? Brought to you by vegans. It's hard to understand and talk to animal lovers who still eat meat. <laughs> You know, and I wonder how my son often, because I'm like, I know how much he loves animals. And that's his reason for not wanting to eat meat. But he but I'm like, eat meat. Right. But then I'm thinking, because the rest of us at the table are eating meat. And Why? you love animals. Uh, yeah, I do. But it's okay. They have a purpose. I, I agree. So and I, I expect, I respect that. And it's just. You're misreading the different... question. You're misreading the question. The question is, your son would have a hard time understanding and talking to you 
as his mom, who's an animal lover, who also eats animals. But he doesn't. He doesn't have a hard time. Your son seems like a normal person. He's pretty cool. The person who wrote this has mental problems. Mm, she might need to talk to someone. Number nine. There's a belief that you can't honor your family's cultural dishes if you're a vegan. I mean, you do need butter in those collard greens. So, yeah, you well, might not be able to. And you can por- get the and pork fake. Fat. And pork fat. Yeah, you could get. Well, little sister, cultural dishes in our house are fried chicken, fried fish. So you're not going to have a hard time being a vegan. When you shop, you realize, oh, we already did that one. Yeah. Oh, so you just eat rabbit food and the jokes get annoying. Oh, you found another page? I did. It's on the back of that one. The printer just printed funny. Oh, wait. I mean, there's nothing wrong with eating rabbit food. I could do it all day long and not miss meat. You know, rabbits mostly eat grass. They don't really That's eat, fine. They don't, I'm they, not eating a rabbit. Rabbits don't run around digging up people's carrots and eating their carrots on a normal basis. They normally find what they find out in the grass areas, under the shrubs. What? Rabbits, no, Bugs Bunny's not real. What up, Doc? He ain't running around stealing rabbits. I'm thinking of Peter Cottontail and Mr. McGregor. You are. You're thinking of an ice. See, you're judging an entire rabbit community based on one experience. You're a rabbit hater. You're a (laughs) rabbit racist. Is this rabbit month? We need a rabbit month. We need a rabbit history month for people like Heather. You're ridiculous. What about those wild rabbits? All they get is grass. That's all they deserve. Go hunt. You want something else better? Yeah. Go find it. Go, go live find. On a, go live in somebody's garden. Yeah, go find a garden. Find out the rats. Before you go, there's something you should know, but the printer didn't print it. So we don't have what? It. it said before you go, but I guess it just didn't print it. Oh. Where are we at? How much time we got? Can I get into uh, something stupid? Yes, you can. We've got about two and a half minutes. I was watching TV in Fort Walton. I don't watch TV a lot. And I'm only going to bring this up because I'm all about family. And uh, everybody knows we had a rough go this past year, but we made it. God, God's good. Our family's, I mean, 100% sure. restoration. Mama is healthy as a, as a, I hate to say horse, but mama's healthy as healthy can be. Uh, the family's healthy. Everything's good. Worthy.com. So I'm watching these commercials about Worthy.com. I'm not going to tell you the commercial yet. Because after watching the commercial five times during Straight Outta Compton, because it was Black History Month and I was in football and I had nothing to do, so why not watch Straight Outta Compton? Five times during that show, that movie, this commercial came on from Worthy.com. So it inspired me to Google Worthy.com and look it up and find out what they're all about. And when you look them up, they're an online marketplace company. Worthy.com is an online liquidation marketplace for pre-owned luxury goods, including diamonds, brand name watches, diamond jewelry. Worthy is headquartered in New York City and was founded by investment banker Ben DeCalo. That's what they are. Ben DeCalo. Okay. Ben DeCalo? Yeah, you made it sound very foreign. It was foreign to me. There's a hyphen in the middle of it, like a dash mark. So dashes and Morris. Anyways. Now, that played five times in one movie was a very beautiful woman at her counter in her kitchen. She never spoke a word. As the people when you're worthy and you're worth more and you're ready to sell your ring, don't go to some offlandish marketplace. Go to worthy because you're worth more and you're worthy. And mails it to Worthy. And then it says that Worthy doesn't do this and Worthy doesn't do that. Worthy gets you the best price for your 
I'm saying for your ring because you're worth doing that in the video. There's never any backstory about what happened, what she beat up, what she cheated on, what she anything. But it plants the seed that your husband is not enough and you're worth more. And I'm not saying you're not. I don't know your circumstances. As an attack on family to plant a seed in women's mind to say the grass may be greener on the other side. Maybe I am worth more. Maybe it's time to slip this wedding ring off my finger, get a divorce, and go find somebody better because my husband ain't cutting the mustard no more. That being said, fworthy.com. I'm all about family. Florida Man Radio, I love you. You love me. I hope you do. Heather, thank you. I love you. We're out of here, right? We're out of here. Go buy some meat, more Go buy farms. Some, go buy some meat. When liberty's in jeopardy, I will always do what's right. I'm out here on the front line, sleeping peace tonight.